0: Turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 12. You can be ready in Galatians 5. We'll get there eventually. At least that's my plan. I, uh, I've had... We've had a hard week here. We've had a lot of people very sickly and uh, hospitals and things and just might even need your help to do some visiting while you're, while you're out and about. Uh, specifically Nora's, Nora Z, uh, Zapatosky, Nora's surgery is she's got a large blockage in her neck and they're going, to, they're going to try to remove that and they're afraid of blood clots getting loose and causing more damage. So please keep uh, those folks in, in prayer nor is it at 2 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Do we know where? Altoona Hospital. So, okay. Matthew 12, starting in verse 33. It's the same day as last last, uh, Sunday's message uh, where we were told, all sin is forgivable except for blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. He went on on the same day and he continued this. It is considered one of his busiest days in ministry. He starts off again by saying, Matthew twelve thirty three, Either make the tree good and his fruit good. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. And I challenged you last week, is he speaking of himself? He's speaking to, he's speaking to the Pharisees. I'm either good or I'm bad, but we're known by our fruits. And then last week I challenged you, could he also be speaking of, yes, of us? Yes, he could. We're either good and we're bad, or we're bad, and we make excuses all the time for the badness that we do, but we will be judged for those things. He goes on in verse 34. I have some of it up on the the board. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, how can you speak good things? Now, remember, they had just accused him of doing his miracles through the power, basically, of Satan, Beelzebub. How can you, being evil, even speak good things? Well, evil people can speak good. They can speak words of, of grace and wisdom. Be careful. What did he call them? Vipers. Be careful, there are bad people that on the surface sound good. So please be careful of that. Oh, generation of vipers, verse 34. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever you put in is what's going to come out. You've got to realize that whatever you put in through the eyes... Through the ears through the mouth that's got to come out whatever you put it 1 Corinthians 15 33 says be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners and then I found this quote the heart is the fountain the words are the stream many many years ago 35 no I guess 45 years ago my wife and I were staying uh, on the Mediterranean. I was in the Navy and we were staying at a, we were staying at one of those picturesque, beautiful sites on the Mediterranean. And we would often once a month go for excursions, little trips into different parts of Spain. This particular day we drove in and here's a beautiful fountain. And it's spitting out water. It, is, we, it was just gorgeous. And we went inside. We got our room. I think the room was, Bonnie, the, the hotel was called the Two Ducks. I forget what the Spanish, huh? Anyways, uh, the Two Ducks, and we, we got, our, we got our, uh, our room. And when we got our room, they gave us two bottles of bottled water. Well, you got to do that. Because, because, well, you just got to always drink bottled water. You don't want to get sick from their water. So we took the bottled water up to our room. We, we have a balcony that overlooks the courtyard and the fountain. And as I'm out there unscrewing my bottle of water, here comes the desk clerk out, and he's putting bottled water into the, the fountain, filling it up, putting the cap back on, taking it inside and I looked at my water and I turned to my wife and I said honey don't drink that uh-huh. do you get what I'm saying though here with this, this quote the heart is the fountain the words are the stream whatever goes into the fountain the words come out we've got to remember that he goes on with he goes on with verse 35 he says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good things a good man good things good fruit. He's been talking about trees and fruit and so i had to do this again just to remind you what are the good things that are to come out of our of our hearts in streams of living water, well, Galatians chapter five speaks of those good things, but the fruit of the spirit is love that's what comes out of your heart joy joy an expression of the soul even when you're dying in pain, you can still have joy when you're in pain and suffering you can you can still have joy spirit the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace and I've said this a thousand times peace with god peace with others peace with self sometimes that last one's the hardest one but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace then it's long suffering that's patience that's waiting the ability the ability to wait gentleness with your loved ones your neighbor and your friends to be gentle and sweet Goodness, faith, meekness, the absence of anger. And when we're anger, we lose control, which is what temperance is, self-control. When we have anger and we lose, when we lose temperance, that's when the evil words come out and exposes our heart to God and to others. Oh yeah, I love God, I love God, I love God. You dirty, rotten... And it comes out when we don't get what we want or when we don't get what we deserve. Huh. That says a lot right there. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Again, verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth those things. But an evil man, verse 35, the the end of that verse, an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things, evil fruit. Galatians 5, 19 to 21, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, is the word porneo for pornography, lasciviousness, being out of control at times, idolatry, putting other things first before God, Witchcraft, which has it has in its word pharmaceutical or drug usage. Hatred, hating someone, even unnaturally. We're not allowed to hate anybody, by the way. I hate Satan. But we're not allowed to hate. We're supposed to love our enemies. We just don't need to get too close to them. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies... Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, how we act when we are, when we do have too much to drink, when we drink. And such the like. This last verse is a killer. Of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Please be aware of that. I want you all in heaven. Again, again, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. But an evil man brings evil things. Verse 36, But I say unto you, that every, watch, every idle word, that men shall speak. They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. We have to be so careful, especially some of us, and maybe this isn't you. What I've noticed, even in my own family, the older we get, the less filter we have on our words. Where we say things we would never have said 10 or 20 years ago we have to be aware sometimes our, our filter is getting thin and dirty and dark again I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment how is that possible are there some angels up there tongue out their mouth writing down everything we say He doesn't need angels. He's omniscient. He hears and knows all the things that we say. I say unto you, verse 36, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. In the day of judgment. That took me on a little trip to Revelation chapter 20. You might want to turn there. I didn't put it on the board for you to turn there, but it's a very important place. Day of Judgment. Revelation 20, verse 11. John says, "And I saw a great white throne. This is called the white throne judgment. I saw a great white throne. And Him that sat on it from whose face earth and heaven fled away. That's with fear. And there was found no place for them to hide. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And up on the board, and the books were opened. It's plural, the word book. There are books in heaven that will be opened at the white throne. And another book was opened. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged. Out of those things. Which were written in the the books. According to their works. Wow. Every idle word. huh? Books. Well. That took me on a little trip. And I was reminded. Of the, the different books. There are in heaven. There is a. There is a book of conscience. When we sin against our conscience, when we do something we know in our heart is wrong, and we do it anyway. When we sin against our conscience, it's written down. Two is the book of words we just spoke of. Every idle word is being recorded. Every idle word. There's also a book of secret words. You know those things. You look around and you say things that you think nobody hears. Book of secret words. There is a, a book of works. Book of works. Jesus says in Matthew sixteen twenty seven, For the son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels and then shall and then he shall reward every man according to his works sometimes i get too negative there's a positive thing about being being a christian or being the best you can because we get rewarded every man according to his works Along with that is the white, we had the white throne judgment, now we have the Bema seat judgment. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done while in his body. According to that he has done, whether it be good, we're going to be rewarded for the good things. When you stop to help that person or the neighbor when you don't return when you don't return bad for good when you when you go out of your way to minister to someone even a word a casual word even we get rewards for some of those things uh, 2 Corinthians 5:10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ That everyone may receive the things done in his body. While according to that that he has done. Whether it be good or bad. Verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. Must be going to be a terrible thing. A frightful thing to stand before the Bema seat judgment. To receive trophies and awards for how we've lived or not lived. Of those, four, of those four books, there is one more book that is so important. And then if I'm boring you, listen. The fifth book they speak of here is the book of life. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That's Revelation 20:15. But let's back it up with just a couple verses. In Revelation twenty twelve, and I saw the dead small and great stand before God, and the books plural were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up its dead. Everyone who had ever died in the sea, they were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The first death is dying and going to hell for the lost. The second death is to be taken out of hell. And to be put into the lake of fire. Wow. It breaks my heart. I just did that funeral. For, for Lynn on Friday. And I was trying so hard. I was given permission to be. Hyper evangelistic. For his grandchildren's sake. And. Uh, the grandchildren who I was actually speaking to, for his sake, he wanted to see them again. They were not one of them were looking at me, staring down at their toes, admiring their shoes. Wow, breaks my heart. I'm back in Matthew 12:36 to continue. Matthew. Chapter 12, verse 36. But I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall have to give an account thereof. They shall have to explain in the day of judgment. Every idle word. Idle. Idle. False. And words that hurt. Words that cause injury. Such as gossiping. That hurts. The person doesn't know you're talking about them behind their back, but you're lowering their esteem before others. Cursing and swearing. That's injurious, especially if it's to their face. But often it's not. When we injure people with our words, we have to give account thereof. Cursing and swearing. I... Was in the Navy for eight years. And of course, to many sailors, some of you (coughs) who were in the military know them as lifers. Every second, third, or fourth word is a bad word. And I wasn't saved my first four years. I wasn't saved. I was religious, but I was very respectful of all religions, every one. That was my, my philosophy. and, I, I, and I, I was quarterback of the football team. I was lead-off hitter for the softball team all those years, with guys who would curse and swear constantly. I would go to the bars with them before I got saved. But God had, I think, an angel on my tongue. I never could swear. I never could curse. He was keeping me and my, my tongue pure for when he was gonna get me saved and call me into the ministry. Cursing and swearing is an act of self-centeredness, righteousness, and elevating yourself above he that is He that is recording your words. It says to keep your words pure. I never will forget this so many times cursing swearing I remember going to my closest friends who were using the, the name of Jesus Christ in vain who were using the name of God in vain they were my friends that's the only real words cursing and swearing that hurt me and, and I even went to them and said listen you can speak any way you want to you have that freedom that's the worst, that's, 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 that's the least of your problems. But when you use Jesus' name in vain, when you use God's name in vain, it hurts me. If, if you would, please stop doing that. And you know they did, for the most part, when they were around me, they, they quit doing that. But Christians should not should not gossip about others. They should not curse and swear. They should not criticize. Criticizing. Even, even we're in Sunday night, we're, we're with Moses. And he has just criticized God. There's a difference between criticizing God to someone or going straight to God and criticizing him. Do you see the difference? Please be careful. All our words, we will have to give account thereof. I want to talk to the, the kids, the teenagers. We don't have too many in first service here. And, of course, those that are downstairs, of course, too. But I, I want you to remember 1 Corinthians 15, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupts good manners, corrupts your life. And he that walks with wise men, Proverbs 13:20, shall be wise. But a friend of fools shall be destroyed. Sometimes we are pressured, self-pressured even, peer pressured even, to talk, to talk badly, to fit in. If you've got to curse or swear to fit into a, a certain peer group, a friendship group, you don't want them as your friends. You don't want them. And again, I always pass this on every year. I used to have a, a large youth group. And we had this thing the week before school started where, of course, we would have a rally sometimes at Manawagon. And then they had this to do. When they were passing someone in the hallway, someone they know loved the Lord too, they were to do that. And that's, a, that's to remember you're not alone. And that's to remember that Jesus loves you. And my youth group said it was very comforting to them to, know, to be reminded that there were other wise men wanting to be wise. Be careful of your tongue. Idle words are being recorded. Cursing and swearing at your, at your family or your neighbors or people at work. Please be careful with that. Verse 36 again. But I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words you will be justified. And by thy words you will be condemned. Wow. I'm just up here trying to trying to give you a warning. The, the the voice of someone who cares about you because someday you will have to give account for your words. Someday idle words for your gossip, for your criticism, someday and maybe you'll remember that I warned you. Jesus warned us. He's giving us this this Red flashing light to remind us what judgment day is going to be like. For by thy words, verse 37, you shall be justified. Just as if you hadn't sinned, justified. And by thy words, you shall be condemned. Wow. For out of the abundance of the heart, verse 34, the mouth speaks... What you put in comes out. If you're judging only your words, you can't change what's coming out permanently. You can make a decision right now. With God's help, you're not going to use idle words again. You're not going to curse or swear or lie or cheat. You're just not going to. But if you don't change what's going in, eventually what's in is going to come out. The permanent change is to put the word of God into into your heart. For by thy words you shall be condemned. This right here was one of my favorite verses while well, in the military, especially. Set a watch. That's a military term. A guard. Set a guard. Oh, Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips. Keep, protect, watch over my lips, Lord. Sometimes it's better not to say anything. Be silent, be quiet. And use that filter. Use that filter. Remembering that the heart is the fountain. And the words are just the strings. It's the heart that is the source. One other suggestion. I sit in my office three or four days a week. Generally listening to very, very godly music. And when I'm away from my office and I'm out and about doing things. The music that I listen to in the office on a Wednesday is with me all day long Saturday. Put good words into your ears. Put worshipful words into your ears. Put God's word into your ears. Maybe some of you don't read well, then get the book on tape, get the Bible on CD. Again, the heart is the fountain. The words are the streams. Again, back in Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and his fruit good. Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. He's speaking of us too, you know. I beg you to make sure that you won't be embarrassed on Judgment Day. I beg you to start, if you're not, to start being useful to the Kingdom of God. If you're a born-again believer, truly in your heart you have Christ, then you're still going to go to that white throne judgment where we receive gifts from God, trophies, rewards for good behavior and good things. If you're not saved, if you don't have Christ in your life, in your heart, please get saved. And use the time you have here on earth left to to do good works for the Lord. To help him and us to do good. Would you bow your hands, please? Lord Jesus, I Lord, I feel like there's nothing more I could have said. I feel like, Lord, you gave me wisdom in the words, the kind of words that might penetrate some of our hardened hearts. Lord, I I just ask you, Lord, to please, please, please touch these hearts and lives. And those, Lord, that have you solidly in their heart but still speak like the world, let them change that now. Take a moment right now to confess your words, your thoughts, your habits. Take a, take a moment. Those of you that are, that are truly born again, take a moment to confess and with God's help make a vow idle words hurtful words Lord you know You're a fruit inspector. You know. You know our words, even our thoughts, Lord. You know what we're even thinking this moment. I ask you, Lord, help us, Lord, as we we seek change in our lives, to clean our lives up, to repent of sinful things. (coughs) I ask you, Lord, to be the source behind us so that we're not doing it ourselves, we're doing it with you. I ask you, Lord, to help us to truly understand the fruits of the Spirit, to be able to love the unlovable, to be self-sacrificing lovers. I ask you, Lord, to give us that peace that comes from that, Lord but there might be someone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior. If there's anyone like that, Lord, and they want to know that they have you as Lord and Savior, they want to know that they don't have to go to that white throne judgment. Here's how you put your name in the book of life if you pray this prayer silently in your pew with me, if you pray this prayer with me silently, but mean it with all your heart, your name gets written in the book of life. You would say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I know the penalty for being a sinner is that I have to go to hell but I know on the cross you paid my penalty Lord Jesus I'm so sorry for my sins so sorry Lord I confess my sins to you Lord and with your help will not repeat them I want to live a godly life with your help. Lord, so come into my heart. Cleanse it white as snow. Help me to get rid of all bad habits, old patterns. Help me, Lord, to have that guard on my tongue. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Now with your heads bowed and eyes closed, if anybody prayed that prayer and meant it, would you simply raise your hand real quick that I might see anyone in our church? Lord, I suppose and hope, Lord, that means we all have you in our heart. All have our names in the book of life but it doesn't stop there we are to be so concerned about our loved ones and friends who we're not sure of some of which we're sure of Lord help us Lord to help them find you and find peace there is no love, joy or peace without you thank you Lord